Bigger than cakes. Give me some outside. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it, and then I watched it. Hello, welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I'm Zach and I'm joined by a nearly voiceless Angela. <laughs> yes, hello. I apologise for my laryngitis, but we'll we'll get through it. We'll power through. We're going to we'll get power through, through. I, I can always try and edit this in logic to like put more bass in. <laughs> yeah, I think I described it to you earlier as like a high-pitched Catherine Janeway. I'm not entirely sure that's accurate, but I can see where you're coming from in yeah. a weird kind of way. Um, luckily for Angela, this is going to be, luckily for everybody, this is going to be a relatively short episode. Um, we've got four books to talk about, but we're doing recommendations. And what we're recommending today is books featuring bears. <laughs> Although we can't prove the last one has a bear in. I feel I need to look this up now. And Three out of four bears ain't bad. Uh, no, this is actually going to be all ages recommendations. The intention originally was that this would come out early enough in December that this would be a great, like, hey, Christmas recommendations for those kids you may or may not know. I mean, only buy yeah. Christmas presents for kids you do know. I guess that's... Uh... I mean, I think there's laws against buying them for kids you don't know. I don't uh, know. Laws, guidelines. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, this is coming out quite close to Christmas, but I still think with over a week to go, there is the opportunity for you to run out and buy <laughs> buy some last-minute comics as great Christmas presents. You have time. Other end-of-year winter solstice festivals are available. Yeah, I mean, if you celebrate in Eastern Orthodox Church, you're not celebrating to the 6th of January anyway. So you've got even more time. Or, or, you know, um, Spain, Three Kings Day. and Yeah. Yeah, you've got, you've got plenty of places where, you know, you've, you might be stealing an extra two weeks, and technically we're really early. Yeah. It's a matter of opinion. It's, um, but if you're, you know, if, if you are a December-based festive activity <laughs> you know work fast yeah on <laughs> on that nonsensical note which is our brand or your brand at the very it's least nonsense is i can't remember what it is now nonsense is my brand or something i, I think that's remember. what you keep saying in different episodes yeah. we've done um i can't remember when that started no but it's come up recently a lot yeah. um four books all relatively indie there is one that is arguably not indie on any level no it's not um hey we'll get to that yes (laughs) so first up is the most small and local um at the risk of (laughs) promoting my own brand a little bit too much here one of the places it's available right now is volume1comics.co.uk but also available from like Gosh and a few other local shops is Kobe Alone by Beck Kubrick, which was kickstarted last year, I think, last like kind of early 2021, and then came out end of 2021. Kobe Alone, in a nutshell, is about a kid called Kobe who, for unclear reasons, is not allowed to go outside. And uh, is, however, entrusted with a spell book which allows them to <laughs> summon a friend um, who's not very human. No. And takes on the form of a <laughs> giant stuffed bear, really. He, he, they, I'm not sure this, I'm not sure this, this Let's- demon... Do uh, demons have gender? That is the question. Often depends on the person writing it mm. and the show and the TV or the film or whatever. Um, Nameless Demon Bear and Kobe then, you know, face the mysteries of the world they live in together. Yes. 
it is it's an interesting balance of things because it is quite all age. It is it is definitely all ages, but is quite a little bit spooky, a little bit sad, a little bit funny, a lot good. I, I really like this. Yes. Um, I think Beck's art is really cute and kind of simple, but in a really effective way. I think the emotion does come across and the kind of risograph. I hope that's a real word. Risograph seems like a real word. That's the, yes, the dotty thing. Yes. Um, so everything is kind of tones of blue rather than full colour, but I think it is quite nice. And I think the aesthetic is simple, cutesy, but just really good. I don't know. I, Struggling for more it intelligent is. words, Angela. It's good. Where's the thesaurus? Um, it is. It's just really. It's sweet. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's just lovely. You've got yeah, like I said, the art's really cute and works well, and you still get the emotions. And it isn't like it's sweet, but it isn't like sickly sweet or too. You know, th- these things can get... The fact that it's a demon, for starters, I think is good choice. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think... I don't know. As a kid, I know I would have been into this because I... I mean, I know the first Marvel stuff that I was interested in was, like, Spider-Man, but when he, when he was with Morbius and things like that. So i think the the kind of cutesy occult cute occult stuff is yes there's a target audience for it and i was that kid so i'm assuming there's just more of me now i'm assuming there are definitely kids who are because it is it's quirky it's not it's not mainstream but that's what makes it good because it will appeal to kids who are a little bit you know i like my occult and my demon bears and yeah also you know little adventure stories with kids in them yeah definitely i I think in a in a world where we've had like dead end um on netflix adapted from dead endia um which i think the show is more all ages than the novels were so i can see that there would be kids who probably want more of that kind of thing which i feel like this isn't a million miles away from kind of Dead India's vibe. No, it ha- there, there is a similar vibe, definitely. Um, yes, Dead End is good. <laughs> There's another uh, recommendation. Yeah, probably slightly older kids, but I think Dead India is, yeah. is a good shout. Um, I feel like there's other stuff in that kind of territory, but my brain's fried this week. Right um, I don't have a lot more to add. I know this. I mean, we said this was going to be brief. Short. And, um, and to be fair, Kobe alone is quite a short. Yes. Read, um, which is another I'm thing. I'm actually not sure it. how long this is. I know no. I should know the answer. There are no page numbers. Um, but I think the other thing about it being short is that does help with the all ages thing because, as we know, children have very short attention spans. I can confirm it's 44 pages. Well, hey. I knew the internet was good for something. <laughs> um, that's true. I think this is the shortest. Yeah, this is definitely. Yes, it, by quite a way, yeah. Um, which definitely helps in the accessibility. It's also the smallest physically, I think. Yes. It's close to some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, but I think it's it's a good like kid-sized book. It is. Um, yeah, def- definitely a recommendation. Um, yep. If you want to check out anything else from Beck as well, all their stuff is pretty cool. Um, we've had two issues of Meat for Burgers, which is different and not all <laughs> ages. More, <laughs> I mean, all ages if you're into that existential dread as a child. I mean, I know I was, but um, might not be a popular choice. I'm. I mean this in the nicest possible way. I've read two issues of Meat for Burgers and I'm still not entirely sure what's going on. It's kind of 
existential dread in being trapped in a fast food restaurant seemingly outside of reality i don't know it's it's a book um it's good it's it's a good read but i do feel lost mm. and confused which if that's the goal it's nailing it done it uh also beck has just released dead girls beach day which is conveniently in my hand we're not a visual podcast this is irrelevant. no i was gonna say why do i do this i do this i don't episode. know these are for the days when we have a patreon and you can watch videos <laughs> uh incidentally go follow us on coffee where occasionally i might post something <laughs> who's to say um dead girls beach day is kind of a mini comic and i know beck's been pitching a graphic novel with the same characters to do more um but beach day is very good um falls somewhere between kobe alone and meat for burgers because I, I i understand this quite well <laughs> it's kind of horror comedy equally it's 44 pages the agreed upon length of that, all of <laughs> small press made by back yes. yeah uh meat for burgers is shorter i think but yeah um go check out check out dead girls check out kobe check out meat for burgers um probably not all for kids no but definitely not all for kids i no, know that if you're shopping for the children, Kobe alone. Yeah, Kobe. If you're shopping for <laughs> existential dread, meat for burgers, and if you're shopping for horror comedy, dead girls. Sorted. Um, Those are the three main shopping types. They are. People act like there's other types, but you're either shopping no. for existential dread, horror comedy, or kids. Um, Pretty much, yeah. That being said, one of my favourite lines in dead girls is something along the lines of kids love drowning that's like one of their things (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh dear it's a good line it's funnier than it has any right to be or that might say something about what's wrong with me but i mean there's a lot wrong with me you know what i mean um moving on moving swiftly on from our, I'm, I'm inclined to say, from our most independent to our least independent in one yes. fell swoop. One extreme to another. Um, Do you want me to do the intro for this because of your voice or do you want to go for it? I'll go for it. I've got water on hand. If you hear me, God. <laughs> right. So this is so unindie because this is just corporate tying. Every word you say in this title, in the title of this book will make it le- make it clear how un-India is. So, it is Lego Ninjago Garmadden, and it is righted and arted by Tri Vuong. Did we decide? Um, oh, God, I I'm not even sure. Vuong, I am apologising in advance for mispronouncing that. I think that's right. Tri... tri- yeah, Trivong. Trivong, there we go. Uh, the colorist is Annalisa Leone, and the letterer is Russ Wooten, who is good. He's a good letterer. He is. Uh, he is. Um, so it's it's actually Skybound with image. It's on the Skybound um, bit, um, but it is, as you can probably tell, a entirely corporate. For those of you who haven't come across Lego Ninjago, you've clearly never met a child obsessed with Lego. Um, there was a film um, spun off from a whole bunch of, you know, sets. Um, and the villain of these films is Garmadon. Or oh, Garmadon. Garmadon, I think, is technically. I always go Garmadon, but I wasn't going to stop you. We'll go with Garmadon. I did watch an episode. I've watched several episodes of Lego Ninjago recently, but he didn't appear in them, so it's difficult to know. Denied. Uh, but he is, of course, the father of the hero, Lloyd. Um, and he is the bad guy, except as bad guys tend to do. He has some change of heart. And look, go to the wiki and look it up. There's a whole history there. I needed the wiki for this. But yeah. basically, he now has had a change of heart. He's kind of an anti-hero now. 
he ends up with these villagers. Um, he's having sort of an existential crisis because that's a theme. Um, he ends up with these villagers um, and he's, you know, like, yeah, you give me good things. I will, you know, basically he's trying to run a protection racket. Um, and he's, you know, forced to find the hero within himself. Also, there are bears. Um, there are bears. There are bears. Um, Zuma, the main bear yeah. god the, type creature. Yeah. The um, largest of all the bears. <laughs> the largest um, bear. But what it's trying to do is it's trying to appeal to the Lego Ninjago crowd because there's a lot of stuff here that you get, but if you actually want to understand it, you will probably need to go on the wiki um, at various points like I did. But I think it works without too much of that. There's a whole bunch of extra stuff in the trade, which is really helpful. Um, and there's a reading guide giving you the characters and the themes Mm-hmm. Um, so the themes of doing the right thing, making choices, memories, family, and loyalty. Good to know. Um, so, yeah, it's different to... There are obviously a lot of Lego um, comics because corporate tie-in, um, but they're generally the ones where you get a little free minifigure and then, you know, your nephews fight over which one gets it. Um, I felt but, that was a very specific example, Angela. It's, it's, it's happened to me. Um, the art in this, what I like, is the art doesn't follow that really corporate pattern that the actual Lego comics that you get in the newsagents do. It's actually more thoughtful than that. Mm. It's still You're still drawing Lego people, make no mistake. Yeah. Or it feels like a proper comic as opposed to the comics that, you know, inevitably my nephews fight over, um, where the art is just you know, basically computer-generated, but really corporate and basic. This feels more like a lived-in world, Mm. and it's more interesting for that. Um, The writing's quite, you know, I never thought I would actually care about what is essentially a corporate tie-in character, but I do. So, I'm going to stop there because the voice is going to continue. <laughs> I, I basically agree on, on all those points. I think I, I've seen the Ninjago film and I do quite like Garmadon. Um, I was surprised by how quickly I got invested in this. I know, right? Um, I still, I, I remember having a conversation with someone about the Lego films about how the first Lego movie, like an insane amount of everything in it is Lego and made of like individual Lego pieces. And then the the sequel and Batman and Ninjago kind of move away from that, having some things just be backdrop, which I think is true in this. But then every now and again, I'll see something in it like the horses where it's literally the way that like the fit the minifigs just slot into the horse's back and that's the same aesthetic here which is lego enough for me to think that is quite funny whilst overall being um not entirely like obsessively lego in its style however um i do think it works in the confines of hey these things are lego to be kind of cute enough and expressive enough within those boundaries and rules um if that makes sense i think it makes sense it does it makes perfect sense because i I think there are a lot of rules you're kind of probably don't even think about when something is lego and yeah this doesn't feel like they've just taken the characters and done something else it feels like they've gone okay this has to look like the show and work like the show and the film and Lego. We're, the yeah. end goal here is to sell Garmadon sets, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, Lord knows I've been looking at Garmadon minifigures on various <laughs> websites. I've resisted so far, but I don't know how long I'm going to manage that. I I can't really blame you. I, I'm just trying to find one with a hat. Oh, like the circular? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I need a circular hat. Fair. Um, I also, as as long time bigger than Cape sufferers are probably aware, <laughs> last year I read quite a lot of Ninja Turtles, 
Um, and this does really remind me of like some of the Shredder miniseries type stuff. Maybe not miniseries, but some of the Shredder stuff where we kind of see his his backstory and his like tweener phase where, oh, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Kind of like Shredder in hell where spoilers for like, you know, a <laughs> hundred issues in or 90 issues into TMNT, but Shredder's dead. Shocking. Uh, and in hell kind of becomes a good guy um but there's very similar vibes here with kind of Garmadon's, you know protecting a small city a small town and um kind of existing in a way that's independent from the larger ninjago verse the ninja yeah i think that's the thing because ultimately reading this doesn't change the series or I assume it no. doesn't. And this is standalone enough. Um, I also, it does that classic thing, which is in so much stuff where it's like, it's like feudal Japan, but then like. Yes. Which I, I know is historically true because like on the outskirts of, outside of major cities in Japan up until like the early 1900s, people were still carrying swords and dressing in traditional uh, clothing whilst the cities had electricity and <laughs> so yeah. i know it's not unbelievable that ninjago is this super advanced city and then there's a small town nearby with magic tea and okay the magic tea is not exactly real world but <laughs> no you well speak for yourself i've all been to a village that has magic tea <laughs> um but this is really good i it's it's kind of similar to kobe in that it's funny and a little bit cute and then yeah but still carries some emotion quite a lot of emotion i think in in the characters yeah. we're given um and whilst i don't know a lot about gamadon prior to this i know you've read all the uh yes. ninjapedia or <laughs> yeah ninja the ninjago wiki i have to i have nephews who are very into it i mean you know one of them dresses up as Lloyd on a frequent basis. Um, so, yeah, I am overly familiar. In order to communicate with these small people, I have to sort of have some knowledge. Um, unfortunately, they expect that I have all the knowledge, and there are times where I'm just quietly Googling in the background when they're unaware during a conversation. It's it's a lot to unpack. I... I was surprised. I know when we talked earlier about this, we got into kind of like how Power Rangers lore is incredibly dense. Or Turtles yeah. lore, to be fair, which is kind of the same for Ninjago. It is just incredibly yeah. dense for what it is as a show. And Considering that show is to sell moulded plastic, essentially. <laughs> which, don't get me wrong, is, in, is incredible and is really impressive. I like... I like the idea that there's some thought put to things and it makes me think back to like, was it Jim Shooter who who was kind of cast to figure out what the Transformers narrative was in, yes. the, uh, in the like original comics in the 80s yeah. because they had the names and they had the designs, but they had no... Had no idea beyond that. Point. So no. yeah, Jim Shooter was charged with figuring out what, what is, the hell was going on why people should want these toys and i have um, to say i actually admire it the fact that you're putting that much effort is you know yes it's capitalism and it's sell the toys to children make the money but i like that they're also like we need to serve these kids as an audience and we need to actually give them some sort of media that isn't just something like oh this looks cool you know we'll just give them that it's like, I like they've thought about something. World building, your corporate toys. Yeah, I I know as a kid I would have appreciated that. Yeah. I, and I know the annoying child I was that would talk about, I don't know, turtles or power rangers literally all day. So... And I, I know I'm still thinking about things now. I, I know I've rewatched Power Rangers and read all the turtles, and I'm still thinking about the, 
incredibly complicated backstories <laughs> that only become clear years later or in, if you read all the comics and things like yeah. that. So, I don't know. I, I like the density of Ninjago and Garmadon. Um, and yeah, I, I think if you're a kid that's into Lego, you're probably going to think this is great. And yeah. If you're an adult having to put up with it, I think you're probably going to have a good time regardless. It's probably the best Ninjago-related thing I've actually had, apart from actually building the things. So, Which is quite cool. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, the, the film is good. I like the film. The and film is good. If the I had more time, I would watch the yeah. series. I'll at least try to. The series isn't bad in parts, but man, there's some weird stuff that goes on that just, yeah. I mean, this suggests there's a lot of back and forth on Garmadon being a good guy and a bad guy and then a good guy yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, it's not his fault he was bitten by an evil snake when he was a child. Tell me about it. <laughs> you know, could happen to any of us. I, I love as well that it's like the Lord Garmadon as a child and his brother Wu. It's like, where, where, where? <laughs> who's naming these kids? Yeah, and also... You know, they never told their children, don't go near the freaky snake. Yeah, don't don't mess with the demon snake in the woods. Don't I don't know. It's, I feel um, like there's parenting fail on their parents' behalf there. Yes. Um, but yeah, good book, funny. Um, yeah. I especially like stuff like... Oh, is it new... Shit, what's the city called? What is it he renames the town? New... Oh, it's like new. It's what's the bad guy called? Uh, Mogra, Lord Mogra. I, th- I think he renames the town New Mogra, New Mogratron. Yeah, new uh, Mogratron. Yes, it is. It's New Mogratron. Um, and there's just a scene of someone going, "Was there an old Mogratron?" <laughs> Mogratron, yeah. And then it's like, I guess what they—that's what they used to call the camp they lived in. <laughs> it's, yes, it's just uh, like... there's just enough dumb jokes to carry it even on a background level, uh, which I really appreciate. I appreciate the level of stupid jokes being made. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like, you know, when the villagers go into battle with, like, whatever they've just been able to pick up, and it does include pots and pans. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, some of the jokes I think kids wouldn't even acknowledge. Like, uh, was there an old Mugatron? But I think, yeah, I did, and it was funny. Yeah, I think that's the other thing. That is the good bit of an all-ages book, is the kids will be amused, but also if you are forced to read it with them, there is enough there. got something to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it is quite dumb dialogue. Yeah, but it's funny, dumb dialogue. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked this a lot. I would happily read more. Yes, so this is the first collaboration between the Lego group and Skybound on behalf of Image. Yes. Um, so hopefully there will be more. I wasn't sure if we're going to get more Ninjago or some kind of Lego movie tie-in. or I don't know what direction they're going to go in. No. I don't think they've announced anything yet. No, they've not. But as a first venture, I think this yeah. this is good. Um, yeah, it's sorted Christmas. Pre- it's sorted a Christmas present for me. I can't really argue with that. It's, it seems like a good shout. Um, so moving on to our third book from mm. Vault. So Vault launched an all ages imprint. I want to say last year called Wonderbound. Uh, one of the first books. What is this one? Rassel Castle. Um, Volume 1, Learning the Ropes, which is written by Colleen Coover and Paul Tobin, illustrated by Galad, lettered by Jeff Powell, designed by Bones Leopard? (laughs) Yes! I don't think I'd read that until now. (laughs) I'm not sure that, I mean, if Bones Leopard, if that's your real name, props to you. Yeah, fair play. Um, And if it isn't, good shout. Um, And edited by Rebecca Taylor. Um, in short, Rassel Kingdom, no. Rassel Castle. Rassel Castle is basically, it's kind of like a sports manga in the sense that mm. everything within it is def- defined by wrestling. 
or <laughs> wrestling in the in the modern English grammatically terms. correct. Yeah. Um. Basically, we follow uh, Lydia who wants to be a wrestler and is kind of training to wrestle in secret um, because her parents have forbid her from wrestling. Um, And her brother, John? Yes. John Gator Chomp. That's the one. That's 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 like his wrestling name, isn't it? (laughs) Clearly, I think so. Um, Yes. He is, you know, the greatest wrestler the youngest wrestler, the the youngest instructor, the and everyone loves him. And Lydia is kind of aspiring to become the next the next big thing in Rassel Castle. Yes, with the help of her somewhat stupid friends, Chelsea D and Niall um, are kind of helping her train and also form the underground alibi network to come up with excuses for where she is when she isn't in because she should be in school but is instead secretly trained to wrestle um this is fun kind of really dumb and there are a lot of forced puns and awkward jokes which again speak to me as a user of awkward jokes and forced puns um there are three of these at present. I think, I don't know if it's continuing or if that's all of it. I've only read the first one so far. But, yeah, I like this. It's it's ridiculous. And it's a little bit like My Little Pony, where they force, like, horse-related words into too, into too many places in how often they say wrestle. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of into that in a ridiculous manner to just keep forcing everything to tie back to the same point. It works. And I, I also think stuff like the little, the breakdowns of Lydia fighting people with kind of made up wrestling names and um, the number, if they're an official move or not, and then yep. acknowledging that some moves are not official. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we're given a little bit of kind of lore. There's like a tour being, there's a tour around this around the castle at one point that gives us a little glimpse into some background information. It's clear exposition, but I think for kids, that's probably not gonna. <laughs> no, it's not gonna. I don't be. think kids know what exposition is. Not so. <laughs> I don't think they care. I'm not sure I knew what exposition was until I was about 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I learned it from Austin Powers. Oh, God, yeah, maybe. Battle exposition. <laughs> That's good stuff. I mean, I don't think Austin Powers has aged well, but... It really hasn't, but that <laughs> bit has. That bit works. Wayne's World, on the other hand, oh, aged impeccably timeless um i don't know this is i don't think this is as accessible as gamadon or kobe but i think it's pretty easy to jump into and i I also think it's kind of different territory in it is i actually it might be less violent than gamadon but (laughs) i mean you never actually see there's no like I mean, there is there is some death later on, mm. but it's it's like clean death. And, and yeah, and there is some talk of like murder and things like that early yeah. on. Um, but it isn't quite. There's a lot of talking Carmadon about people getting vaporized. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Kind of a different tone in some places. Uh, probably more aimed at slightly older kids i think yeah but it's a good all ages read now i think the art has a nice cartoonish kind of feel i feel like this would be quite easy to adapt into something like that not live action 
something Cartoon. animated. Yes. Um, yeah, the art reminds me of something, but I just can't put my finger on it. It's not that Noel Stevenson book, is it? I bet you it is. Uh, I can't remember the name of. Nim, nim, Love it. Nimona. Nimona? Nimona. That's it, Nimona. There you go. Yes, it does remind me of Nimona. Yes, uh, at least a little bit. Um, A little bit at points. Which, not a bad look. Um... And possibly just anime, generally. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've I've talked about the sports manga influence. There definitely is um, anime manga influence throughout this. Yeah. I also like that we get profile cards of all the different characters. Oh, I like the profile cards. It's, it's cute and... It feels like the kind of thing you would ordinarily get as back matter, but I think as an all-ages book, it's kind of good to have a bit of an info dump on different characters as and when it's needed. I quite like the rankings. Like, you've got national ranking NA, brackets, non-wrestler. Yeah. It, it adds a good... It's quite good casual world-building on... On top of like the quite blatant exposition. Yeah. And I think all the pieces fit together to kind of build this slightly ridiculous world of of wrestling all the time. Into into something that makes sense. I'm okay. Maybe it doesn't maybe make sense is a It makes sense within the world that it is. Like you get the impression that wrestling is, you know, it's the thing in it. Um, and also she wrestles sure a bear She does She, wrestles she does a bear wrestle once. a bear um, But I think my favourite one Is where Chelsea's out spitting the monkey <laughs> I think Chelsea out spitting the monkey That is Which does directly relate to something on a previous page Right? Someone spits yeah. at them and she's like Is it <laughs> yeah. Is it against the law for me to spit back? Because, you know, I'm a top, you know, I'm a world-class spitter. She's in the top whatever percent or something. She's level 20. Yeah. <laughs> She's insane, but funny. Yeah, so it's full of nice little moments. I like that Niall, who's a wannabe actor, and he, like, dresses with the frilly Shakespeare collar. Yeah, I think there's some good details in, in that. I think uh, Dee constantly has an apron on because she her family are bakers and... Yeah, loves the baking. Yeah, there's just some good little hints to our... I mean, it feels... I guess it does go back to that kind of anime manga world of people basically constantly having a reminder of who they are or where they've come from or in their character design. Um, But good book. Simple in what it's trying to do and... Still still has little kind of darker, more serious moments, but I think as a kid's well, more as an all an all ages kind of book, I think it kind of ticks a lot of the boxes. It's not as dense in lore as something like Garmadon, but it's not as no. brief as something like Kobe. I think it's about ninety-six pages, maybe it is ninety-six pages. Yes, I've yeah. just checked on I know stuff. Um, I mean, including covers and stuff, I guess, like probably yeah. 90-ish pages. But it's it's an easy read and a fast read. I mean... It is. Um, I've read all of these quite quickly. I don't think any of these are incredibly dense. No, you're not going to be sat there for six hours trying to pass your way through it. No. Um, but I think... With this, much like the other two, there is enough to latch onto that you probably will want more of it, and it's good that there are two more volumes. Yeah. What I also like about it is it's got your representation, specifically your LGBTQ representation, in that, you know, Lydia's brother John is married with two kids. 
That's true. But it is just like, it's just, it's not made a big thing of, it's just like, yeah, you know, husband, two kids. Yeah, which I think is the way it should be done, that it's exactly an effort to make it just a casual part of the world, not a feature. Yeah. But yeah, representation is good. Pretty, yeah, pretty much consistently throughout this. I think that that is something I think this and Kobe are probably better for representation than Garmadon and our last book. But I guess Garmadon yeah. is kind of dependent on um, what Lego have created. Yes. And this, this and Kobe being their own standalone yeah. free free for whatever the creators want to put to put in them worlds. Yeah. Allow for more balanced representation and more freedom. That's the thing. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is, it's just an easy read. It's got humor, the art's nice, but it doesn't talk down to, you know, the children. In that it yeah. tackles some quite big things, like, you know, what do you want to do in life and why do you want to do it? Yeah, no pressure, um, but... Yeah, you want to wrestle. Um, and how do you achieve your dreams and also, you know, you, other things happen. So, yeah, it's very well-rounded, which is what a good all-ages book should be. Yeah, I completely agree. Um a lot to go at, and I think it ticks all the boxes for all the things, really. Yeah. Which I think we've said about all the books, but well, this I guess is recommendations. that's a sign that we're making great recommendations, Angela. It is. We are making really good ones. Um, should we progress to our so, fourth and final book? The final book, right. So this is Mr. Invincible. Written and illustrated by Pascal Jocelyn. I tried to say that with a French accent and failing. Oh, that's uh, what that is. Uh, <laughs> doesn't work with Larry Jitus. Cannot do accents with Larry Jitus. Uh, Coloured by Lawrence Crow. Uh, translation by David Byron, James Hogan, and Ivanka T. Hannenberger. If I mispronounce these, I'm just blaming my laryngitis. Uh, layout, localization, and editing by Mike Kennedy. Um, so this was originally a French language book written in French, drawn by French people, as you. Yes. Um, it was originally published in France as M. One Justice et Légumes Fra. Again, if I've mispronounced that, it's the laryngitis. I'm just going to let it happen and believe that that was... So, um, basically, Mr. Invincible, it's kind of like, it's a bit like an anthology series in that there's like little standalone stories, although some of them do follow on from each other, Mm. um, featuring (laughs) Mr. Invincible, the one and only true comic book superhero. And Mr. Invincible's superpower, as it were, is that he cares not for your panel order. Um, He uses the panels um, in order to solve the problems. Um, Everything from sort of going to a later panel and redirecting a bullet and sort of moving, carrying things and moving them around in between panels and leaning down and rescuing cats from trees and all this kind of stuff. So he cares not for your panels. So each pay you know each story or little tale some of them are just one page some of them are multiple pages mm-hmm. there's a whole thing about the bulls field later on um but yeah they're just really you know you can just sit a child down and they can which i have done i physically done this um the child nicked my ipad and read quite a bit of this in one sitting um they could just sit down and read a couple of little short stories and then they could just go off and do something else and come back to it but what i did find was the child that nicked my ipad and sat down with it he actually read um quite a big chunk of it before he was told to stop playing with your auntie's ipad and go and play with something else um so i definitely know it has all ages appeal Um, yeah 
but yeah it's just very sweet and it's just kind of fun to have a superhero who yeah breaks all the rules of composition and just is like yeah i'm gonna use this and solve the problem i i agree i think this is quite classic feeling in its format um and kind of feels like a co- like more comic strippy than yeah graphic novel or single issue or anything like that but i think it does something that's that breaks convention and plays plays with comic book convention in a really interesting way and continues to find clever ways to do that the passing things between panels you would think would wear a bit thin quite quickly but manages not to yeah um and plays into that kind of fourth wall breaking that we historically see with stuff like you know she-hulk deadpool um but also reminds me of this is this is one of those deep cut marvel characters no one cares about you remember slapstick yes um who if memory serves is a regular person who accidentally gets bonded to like a suit that gives him the powers of a cartoon character that's right yes so he has access to hammer space to produce i don't know giant hammers and various other weapons but can also kind of store things in a literal pocket dimension so he has like infinite pockets and can be crushed and like reinflate himself basically just follows quite book and cartoon tropes um doesn't get a lot of use in the marvel (laughs) comics because he had um he had a standalone a few years ago that just didn't spun off from like deadpool core yes yeah which didn't really go anywhere and i think that was probably my least favorite version yeah and i i appreciate what they were trying to do with that but i feel like it works better when he was like part of new warriors or was it the initiative the he was he was in summit uh, i think it was the initiative after civil war when everyone got signed up to be part of oh yes the initiative as it was called yeah um but yeah my point here wasn't how good was slapstick that time my (laughs) point here was that he kind of you know it was a similar thing where the writers clearly knowingly were trying to break convention by using those conventions to make it that he could do impossible things which is what mr invincible is he kind of quite simple and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of information here there's not a lot of character work no. it's all very throwaway comic strips but it is a good time and kids who are into superheroes are gonna like this i also think kids who've read quite a lot of comics are gonna like this yeah also see adults yes <laughs> um definitely but this i think there's two issues in the trade and it's about 100 pages yeah um it is from magnetic press and it's a bit it's a bit difficult to track down because it was printed in french then translated to english and different publishers but i think you can probably find it somewhere still i hope yeah i mean it's quite recent because it was i mean it's five years old in french but i don't think this translation came out until couple of years after that yeah i remember us talking about it when it came out or came out ish not long after um but a very different very different from the other books we talked about but definitely worth checking out and definitely a good unlikely all ages kind of yeah pick i think I don't think I've got a lot more to add. I don't really want no. to give too much away about any of these books. Or... No, we don't want spoilers. But all, all good picks, I think there's kind of something for everyone. Yeah, you've got your, you've got your, in, your super indie, your corporate tie-in, your general just all ages, and then your little anthology type thing. Yeah. Um I know it is hard to find Christmas presents for people and figure out things that they won't already have, especially when 
a lot of all ages books do seem to be kind of tie-ins obviously we've talked about one of those <laughs> um but i think these are pretty solid recommendations which yeah. you should be able to pick up i mean obviously kobe alone is relatively small and but you can get it from volume one comics. yeah I, I happen to know where there are some copies um and things like like Miss, mr invincible we're not entirely sure but it does exist somewhere um you could just get it in the french and just you know enjoy the art if you were that way yeah. inclined or if you speak french make your children dual linguists yeah what, what better way to the power of comics <laughs> um you're gonna have to learn french sooner or later why not start yeah. new world um, order but yeah I, I would definitely recommend checking these out and if you're listening and you have some all ages recommendations that you think we should talk about in the future, hit us up. Um, we're still on the crumbling hellscape that is Twitter. Yeah, Elon's not uh, shut us off yet. Not yet. We are at volume one. We're on Instagram, which I am trying to keep on top of. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. We're out bigger uh, than capes. We are at bigger than capes. And we are tired. Yes. Um, thank you for listening if you've made it this far I'm sure you have yeah. it's not, this is you a have, short one for us Yeah, I apologise for the audio quality it's entirely my voice ain't it just um, we will be back I think our next episode is going to be our end of year kind of best mm. of 2022 um, there's been some great books this year I'm looking forward to running some of them down it's been a good good year Running them down doesn't feel like the right description. Sounds slightly threatening. <laughs> Gonna run them down. Run them down. Slice um, them open. But I'm looking forward to talking about some really good comics. Um, yes. You're going to hear this in like a week's time, but I think 2022 has been a pretty good year for media all around. Yeah, it has. <laughs> um, so on that note, We've been Angela and Zach. Yes. From Bigger Than Capes. And, uh, you know, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy uh, gift buying. Yeah, happy gift buying season. Um, I don't yeah. know. I haven't got a better sign-off. I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's any other sign-off we can make there. So, uh, you know, yeah, ta-ra, <laughs> ta-ra, <laughs> keep on trucking, we need thought, a better so if you have as any always, keep on trucking, yeah. but seriously, if you do have a better idea, hit us up, will you? Yeah, we need, please, we need all the help we can get, take us, for the love of God, <laughs> bye. Bye. Uh...